Hi, my name is Mary Spender, and you are listening to Tuesday, 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 Tuesday Talks. Hello, podcast people. Thank you for tuning in again. And, you know, this week I found out that this podcast is in the top 100 music podcasts in the UK on iTunes. I haven't been able to manage to check every chart, but that's really extraordinary. And I'm so thankful to all of you helping that. It got to number 64. So I just hope that I can provide some value in these uh, episodes and conversations with people from all walks of my life because I don't just want it to be music related all the time because I love creativity in general and there are so many different ways to be creative that aren't just music, hence me actually doing this podcast. But this conversation is one of a kind because it is with my best friend, Sean Lewis, who is also just happens to be an award-winning journalist and writer and published author. She wrote a book called The Girl Outdoors, which you can find on Amazon or possibly also in your local bookstore. She has a blog called thegirloutdoors.co.uk and she has a great Instagram account. Um, And yeah, if you have a wife, a daughter, a sister, a mother, or you're even just thinking of looking um, to venture outdoors more, then I really, really recommend this book. It's a great beginner's guide to everything and so many different um, sports and uh, activities. So I I will also admit there are some pictures in the book of me. So um, yes, I, I really, really recommend it. It's a gorgeous book. I have my own copy and I do flick through it when I'm feeling in need of an adventure. So um, go and check that out. But otherwise, enjoy this very, very funny, candid uh, conversation with my best friend, Sean Lewis. Be warned, there's a little bit of swearing because um, we, you know, we had a beer and we just enjoyed each other's company. So enjoy. Also, actually, before we get into the conversation, uh, on my merch store, my my actual official one, store.maryspender.com, and my Teespring store, there is a discount code for everyone who is listening to this podcast, uh, 50% off anything. All you have to do is type in podcast um, when you're checking out. Uh, there are CDs, t-shirts, mugs, loads of things. So check that out too. And that's available up until the end of August 2019. Um, otherwise, enjoy this conversation. I think that's a pretty good introduction to you, Sean Lewis. Yeah. I have a beer and I have some parmesan, so I'm ready. AKA the girl outdoors. That's me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, for anyone listening, if you are listening to this conversation, which I don't envy you, um, uh, we are best mates, and that's why you're on my podcast. Besties. Besties. Besties since 2000. I want to say, yeah. You moved in. 13. Yeah. What are we now? 19? That's quite a long time. That is quite a long time. Six years. I mean, you've seen me at my worst and best moments. You've seen me at my least clothed, <laughs> my most clothed. That's less exciting. Most hungover, yep. least hungover. Least, again, most hungover is probably the only. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is the, the drunkest we've ever got together? Is this how we're... The, are you just 
just trying to ruin my reputation already because I that's mean, fine. I have so many stories that would ruin your reputation. I should do you my really own podcast do. <laughs> just, just about you. Just crucifying me. Have you listened me. to The Mary Show? Now listen to The Mary Gets Dragged Through The Shit Show. <laughs> Every week. Oh, man. Except they're all adorable stories, really. None of them make you come off badly. I mean, I've had my moments, but who I hasn't? know the one I can think of. Is it, is it PG? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, right. It's when you had a lovely time at our house party and then suddenly got very, very tired at midnight and fell asleep in our back garden where we'd made a little fort out of pillows and blankets. Yeah. And then none of us realised, but you stayed there all night. And I know, I know. But that says a lot about me. When I sleep, I sleep. You look I like sleep. a little squirrel. I look like a squirrel. You were all like covered up in cute. <laughs> And in the morning, you were still there covered in dew. If my if my parents are listening to this, I mean, my parents and I have had a conversation about our hangovers because they're definitely genetic. And it's one of the best things I think about being a musician now is like, I just can't be an alcoholic. I can't be a drug user. Like every everything would just affect me way too much. Can you play and I just suffer the next day. Can you sing when you're hungover? No, I can't do anything when I'm hungover. Your hangovers are pretty bad. You have the 1pm wake up time where you're like, kill me now. One piece. No, I usually wake up early. Like the sugar rushes me awake. No, I wake up at like five a.m. Oh then I try and, and then you get the fear as well. And you're like, what did oh, I do last night? Then try and like glug loads of water. I can't believe we're talking about hangovers right now. Sorry, do you want to talk about something else? I want to talk about you. Because we're talking about you. It's your podcast. I know it's, but it's always about me. So like, <laughs> let's let's make it about you. The girl outdoors. You started that blog. I know it's not music related, but it's still like social media related and like very impressive. So I want to talk about it a it's bit. It's weird to have started a blog back when social media was this newfangled thing that like I started at a journalism school when people were like, oh, blogging is a thing now. And no one knew that you could be a YouTube star. No one knew that was a thing. I remember. Well, YouTube wasn't even the way. It when was YouTube been. even, when did that even kind of become mainstream? Started in 2005. Hmm. <laughs> 2005. Uh, 2005. And then... I mean, I didn't start watching YouTube till 2013. Yeah, I think our generation either got into it late or just didn't quite get it. Like a lot of our mates, I think, just don't use YouTube at all. Mm, and now, like, people are starting to discover it more and more and more and realise, like, there are amazing things on it. Yeah. But, but um, okay, back to your Sorry, blog. yeah, so I started my blog maybe, like, 10 years ago now. Um, okay, you need to stop eating. So I'm, that's going to be, like, some my ASMR. My parmesan's gone. I still have beer. Um, I started my blog for young women who wanted to get outdoors more and travel more, um, which luckily has become quite a big thing, I think, in that decade. It's um, it's much more common now. A lot of people are much more into travelling. I think I've seen a lot of young women um, with a lot more confidence to try new things like extreme sports, to go outdoors more, to go do things like camping solo, travelling the world on their own, which I just, I'm so happy to see that become really common and I guess it's just been nice to have my blog like along for the ride so yeah I've been doing that for 10 years now and working as a travel journalist so it's been good fun when is when is your 10 year anniversary is it this it's around this year I think it might be I need to check but yeah it's been you a while something to and celebrate. I still love it at some point Ten I'll years. be like am I a girl outdoors anymore am I a granny outdoors <laughs> like when will the threshold be <laughs> hey I think you'll always Me be in a, a girl frame, like I'm going hiking <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. I think uh, it's very impressive. So obviously, if you are listening to this podcast and you're kind of new to this whole thing, Sean does feature on my Instagram quite a lot. And I have featured on your Instagram quite a lot because oh, we've yeah. done quite a few adventures together since we started to know each other. But um, stop moving your beer as well. Sorry. You drunkard. I'm joking. This is our first beer. Um, 
but you were published like you've got a book yeah a book that you're in like you kind of you kind of have the blog dream where it's like you start a blog and then you become a published author I think doing a book is now quite a common um uh, a common journey that's a stupid way of saying it but something that you can do once you've kind of established a blog or a youtube channel once because you have an audience yeah you have an audience who want to hear more from you and the great thing about writing a book um, I mean, you could think about doing it one day, is that you have a lot more time. You don't just rush off these quick videos mm-hmm. or these quick blog posts where you don't actually have enough time to spend as much as you'd like on them. Instead, you get to really sit down and properly write what you want to say. And it comes in this beautiful, you know, physical thing that people can flick through. And I think it's just, it is a really nice thing to do. So I think it's it's nice if you if you have built up that audience to then have a look at a book. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love doing it. And um I think there's a side of you as well that a lot of people don't maybe don't see as much because you are this you're, you're a musician that's your public persona but then actually you and I do loads of little adventures and we go we used to go cycling all the time you got me into road cycling um you're such a like fitness person obviously that's a bit more of a an established part of what you do on Instagram and stuff but that's kind of like your your alter ego is outdoorsy Mary <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to locked in a studio Mary yeah that most people see indoorsy Mary yeah um well, and through meeting you, like I had some adventures in mind, but I didn't have the confidence to actually like go and do them. Like the reason I did John O'Groats Land's End was because like you'd gone off and done adventures. Like you did so much traveling by yourself. You were so willing just to go with friends, to go climbing, to go camping, or hiking, like all these things that I was just like, what? This is a part of your life. Like how do you even, and then obviously the sort of culture behind it that with you, I think is so non elitist and it's just like, that's why the girl outdoors has been so successful because it's just so approachable. And I think that's really, really important in every avenue, whether it's outdoors or like guitar or something like everyone is more likely to be a beginner than an expert, obviously. I actually think music and the outdoors or the, like, the stream sport worlds are really similar in that all you really see are the real pros and they make it look quite easy. Unatte- well, they make it look easy, but they make it look quite unachievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I'd feel quite intimidated to pick up a guitar as a beginner because all I'm kind of all I kind of see are these incredibly talented artists and I think the same with extreme sports even with like the advertising around both of those areas music and the outdoors all you see are these kind of athletes and pros and it makes you think oh I I just don't think I can ever be like that and actually that's so wrong because anybody can get into both of those and love them mm-hmm. and you can go to your level and you can enjoy being at your level and you don't need to worry you can it's and I think also they are more accepting communities than you might think if you've never tried it before like I think climbing and surfing for example can look quite intimidating but then actually when you get started as a beginner people are often really friendly and welcoming it's just about taking that first step and it can be really scary to take the first step and try something you've never done before. I mean, terrifying. Like, I remember the first time, I've only been a few times even since, and this was like five years ago, but you took me bouldering. And I'd, I, I'm terrified of heights anyway, but like, even just starting up again now, I just, it's, it's such a, I feel like bouldering in comparison to maybe like actual climbing is quite a useful social thing because you just have to go for an hour and, I guess it's like kind of like the equivalent of cycling, but with spinning. Um, and you can be at any level. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, friends, bouldering yeah. is climbing without ropes where you're actually quite, I know Mary's scared of the heights, but there's actually not that high. You're in quite a low. I mean, people, if you fall down, you can break your ankle. That's that not, happened that's to not a, a way to encourage people to go on. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I meant to be encouraging If you're doing people. it safely, you'll be fine. But basically it's climbing on, on things that are called problems, which are climbing 
um, holds which don't go very high. So you're working on your fitness and you're working on your climbing skills without having to go so high that you need a rope. And it's very sociable because instead of just having one climbing body, which you need for roped climbing, you just have you can have a gang of people mm-hmm. kind of working together on problems. And it's, it is really sociable. I think it's great in the winter as well. If you can't get outdoors, you can do something physical. I had a 12-year-old help me get out the problem. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> no, she was a pro. Was she amazing? <laughs> she was amazing. Like she, I, I feel like children as well, the reason it's so much easier to start things when you're a child is because you just don't have the fear. Yeah. And you, you don't, never worry about it. You never worry about much. I mean, you have your own little worries and everything. Obviously, kids have worries. But um, yeah, being helped up by a 12-year-old made me feel very, very down to earth. I think that's healthy, especially for someone like you. Like, when we took, <laughs> should we talk about when we took you skiing? <laughs> yeah, you took me skiing. I, uh, there is a Tuesday Talks episode about this, but it's well worth a watch. It's probably my favourite, and it's not even about music. Is you learning to ski and realizing that you can be a complete beginner at something? But it also shows your work ethic, which I'm really impressed by. Where you just, you, we only had a week in the on the piece, and you just you went so hard trying to learn to be a skier and by the end of the week you were doing really really well and you just you were just so bloody minded about it which I think is one of the things I really like about you is you just you go for it and you put all your energy into learning something and you you were great by the end but you found that scary didn't you I found it terrifying yeah I I think (laughs) I definitely had those moments where I was like what the hell am I doing because I'd heard so much about skiing and obviously couldn't go as a kid my parents just weren't couldn't afford that and because I was doing music all the time so I think they were just putting all their money into my education rather than like any nice holidays and so going skiing was like this big built-up thing in my head that I just thought was really glamorous really outrageously expensive just so unattainable for me and then obviously with a a big group and the discount we got and then like also just it being that sort of time of our life where we're all sort of like no children disposable income (laughs) slightly disposable income um and able to go and then the group of people there were just so lovely and I didn't know everyone did you did were there any new people for you yeah, there were a few. There were 14 of us and I didn't know everyone, which I think is actually quite good because then you don't get people being really like in-jokey so much. Yeah, it wasn't too cliquey. Um, and you had a great instructor as well, didn't you? He was really nice. What was he called? Oh my God, oh, what was he called? It was something really um, French, like Jean-Paul. No, well, he was called Jean-Paul, I think, but he, his nickname was Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> and we used to see him on the slopes. Um, and Mary obviously told us all about him. I was such a nerd about it And as how well. much you loved him. And he didn't know that we knew who he was. And we'd ski past and be like, Jeff, Jeff. And he just thought he had this fan club. It was amazing. Okay, just to preface this, he was like middle-aged and married. So like <laughs> just... Mary's forbidden No, love, no. stop. <laughs> stop. Otherwise you'll start the... There are already so many rumours about my love life. Um, are there? Yeah. Ooh, come back to that. <laughs> uh, it's me. No. <laughs> you wish. I do wish. <laughs> Um, yeah. um, as your lovely boyfriend is cooking us supper. Oh yeah, sorry, Jake. While we're just podcasting. <clears throat> um, yeah, that skiing holiday. I think uh, you were pretty damn helpful because you warned me. You were like, you need to go to ski school, like just fork out the money. And it wasn't even that expensive for like 15 hours of intense, quite uh, a really, really small group. It was like 250 euros for the week. You said, go to ski school. We'll ski with you in the afternoons. That means that us pros can go out in the morning and get what we want to get done because obviously you all had goals you know, when you're all spending that money and you just you know you only have a week in a year or whatever unlike you where you have like six skiing holidays a year because of your blog but well, other people work, yeah oh, yeah it's mostly work but um 
the the Saturday day time. So we started Monday morning. The Saturday was like the goal to all of for all of us just to like unite. You can take the cushion if you want to make yourself comfortable. Sorry, no. I think it's yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and that goal was something to look forward to. But by Friday, I was knackered. Like I was definitely. I had a little cry on the slope. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> I, and it was that moment where I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm going down this icy mountain on two sticks. Like it's a ridiculous sport, but it was the most fun I've had in a really, really long time. But I'm glad that I liked road cycling. I'd been like road cycling with you and done things where speed is definitely part of it. But You've also been really working hard on your fitness recently. And I think a general base of fitness will do you proud in any new sport like it will really help you approach a brand new sport and feel quite confident as a beginner because you know you, does that make sense you've got definitely general like, body fitness ready and to general go. cardio for example climbing stuff. or even surfing you know yeah. just knowing and you've got that because you've been working so hard at fitness recently should we talk about our proof of sweat today yeah that was great wasn't it it was great do, do you want to explain what proof of sweat is though to anyone that doesn't know and doesn't follow me on instagram it's kind of a strange thing <laughs> why are you listening um i do this thing called hashtag proof of sweat where i have always enjoyed exercise since 20 like before that i didn't exercise at all I hated exercise at school was a chubby teenager unhealthy teenager actually um and I'm just glad like social media wasn't really around but age 20 started to run and did a half marathon with some friends and then from there tried to like always keep myself relatively fit and just realized like it was just a mental health thing more than a, a vanity thing just that keeps you so much clearer and it was so good like writing a dissertation and being locked in your room writing and then just being able to go out for a run or do some kind of exercise and I really got into road cycling because my dad introduced me to the Tour de France but anyway more recently I found myself now I work for myself I needed to get into a routine where I actually like go to the gym and work really really hard at this thing that I've wanted to I wanted to be kind of like deemed athletic for a really long time i know that sounds so cheesy i know you're gonna rip the, Tick shit the box out of athletic when it asks you for body type that's like mary's biggest goal in life that's my one goal screw wembley stadium i just want to be athletic um no okay Sorry, that noise was me laughing into my beard <laughs> um but yeah i want i just well no the important thing for me is to kind of take your stance on it is to encourage other people to be doing it as well but the way i was encouraged to do it is to realize like it's not about going hard one day a week. It's about doing it consistently six days a week or as much as you can manage. Cause like, that's the important thing. You need to be able to like fit it into your routine, but realize like it not only makes you feel good, it like physically, because to be honest for the first six months, it makes you feel a bit rubbish because you're working muscles you've never worked before and they need to be, you know, they need to change, but they need to change over time. But mental health wise, like we were talking today after our workout, we did like an epic two hour session and we were driving, wait, we were walking back. And I was just like, I was just like, if you have any kind of anxiety about work or like you get a crappy email or something, someone's demanding something of you, you don't care because you're so tired. You just, well, you're, you're in, in a happy place. You're in a happy place, but like, you're also just so tired that you just can't, you, you don't waste any energy being anxious. You just get on with it and you just get whatever you need to get done and I find myself working 
not necessarily harder, but just like at a calmer pace, which means I just get more done because I'm a serial procrastinator. Like definitely like that's how I procrastinate against something to get something else done. Like I always have to have like many things on the go to be productive. How do you work? Are you a procrastinator? I'm really similar. I'm such a procrastinator. And that's so funny as you said that because I was thinking that's exactly what I do. I'd be like, I'll do, if I'll always have a to-do list and then I will do the least horrible thing on the to-do list and I'll work up to the thing I'm avoiding. But also as a journalist, I obviously constantly have deadlines. And um, that is so useful because if somebody else sets you a deadline, you have to do it. And that's so helpful because if I set myself deadlines, I just basically totally ignore them. Mm -hmm. So I find it really helpful having deadlines. But if I have a few weeks where I don't have a pressing deadline, I have to force myself to work because my natural, like what I want to do is drink coffee, go to the gym and watch friends on Netflix. So, (laughs) (laughs) or go outdoors and go camping. That's all I want to do with my life, really. If I was a zillionaire, that's how I'd live. So, um, but then again, but also I think, working out what I'll do as a freelancer is I'll get up do a few hours of work go to the gym at lunch or go for a run Mm -hmm. or a trail run in the woods um or go for a cycle and then Mm -hmm. I'll come back and my afternoon will be so much more productive because I've worked out I'll feel so much better I feel calmer you're right it deals with anxiety in seconds it makes you feel so good physically and mentally yeah Um, but you haven't said how people can see proof of sweat or share proof of sweat okay Instagram stories yeah so they hashtag it hashtag it and then, or just tag me too, and then I'll repost it because I've got like a community, um, I don't know what it's called, where you collate some stories and you can keep them forever on your page. What's Highlight. That Highlight. So you share your own proof of swear and then other people can send you theirs and it's like group motivation, right? Yeah. Group That's motivation. so good. Yeah. Because I remember, actually, I remember the early days of proof of swear. If you are a proof of swear devotee, we used to do it in a WhatsApp group and the whole point was that the photos had to be as ugly and horrible and sweat soaked and disgusting as yeah. you could make them and I would be scared to look back through some of the photos we sent before <laughs> before we made it public and now we're both like yeah I look great here's my guns <laughs> yeah. at the beginning it was like do I look like a monster a sweaty yeah. monster that was the point because we started doing it like last October November time um and yeah they had to be absolutely revolting to send to each other. I but can't wait till I you also get married and I'll print them all big. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Luckily, that's a few years away. Um, but then in February, I was like, wait, what am I doing? Because like, I need to be sharing this. This is so powerful. It changed my whole outlook on on fitness. And it also made me realize like, not every you don't have to do an epic workout every day. And actually, I've realized I've gone extreme on it. Sometimes I test myself and I'm like, this week, I'm going to try and burn a thousand calories in a workout. And I just found it to be really, really boring. And I was like, wait, that's the quickest way for me to become discouraged because I just don't want to be doing it. Um, Sean's letting out a huge yawn. Because hey, we've had I've a long day. Really you today. worked out really hard You worked out really hard. Two hours. <laughs> I but know. what's great about working out with you as opposed to working out on my own is if I work out on my own, I'm like, yeah, whatever, la, la, la. With you, we hype each other up to the point of just like extreme silliness in the gym. Yeah. We are the annoying high-pitched girls in the gym that you hate who are running around in leggings being like, do this, pick up this, oh my God. <laughs> and then like comparing also filming each other today. And filming each other <laughs> and just being so irritating. But I work out so much harder with you. Yeah, and also oh god I I had a few days off over the weekend and just we went for a kind of failed run yesterday I I, I'm not feeling 100% at the moment something some muscles been pulled somewhere but today was like really nice because it was like taking the pressure off that like not just going for a hardcore run but today was doing other things and I think having um doing things that keep you interested so the reason I've started bouldering again is because like loads of friends were just like oh I go bouldering near your house and I was like okay I'm going to come now and actually enjoy that and just try and learn and 
And also you find yourself going up a wall and you don't think it's all that strenuous and you just come down and you're like covered in sweat and it's just amazing. But anyway, so yeah, hashtag proof of sweat. Um, I need to post ours from today and they're just, yeah, it's just, it's not meant to be um, me showing off in any way. It doesn't come across like that. Okay, good. Because sometimes they're pretty revolting as well. Like, yeah, I, I, I like a revolting one. Like, no, no, <laughs> you know, I have nothing against those people in the gym who look preen and seem to glow and wear beautifully coordinated gym clothes. But that is not what you and I look like in the gym. No. We look like pigs, like sweaty pigs. <laughs> Today sweaty I was pigs. like, Mary, what is all over your face? And she had black specks, which were the like, from from, from the, the mat, from the workout mat or the floor. No, it's from the dumbbells. Oh, from the dumbbells. So she or was just covered in bits of rubber yeah. and sweat and grime. It was not looking sexy. That's But that's the kind of workout I like. Because then after you shower, you're like, I've been re- born it feels so good i know and then actually if we talk about continue talking about day we went for a workout and then we showered um did some more work and then we went out and filmed at primrose cafe in bristol while i'm here um because you're going to be in a music video of mine yeah for your new song well your old new song my old old new song i mean i've spoken about it already it's boring you know what that kind of makes me think about though what when we used to live together early days around the corner from primrose it's like a movie set. We'd like go to the little cafe that inspired your song that's out now. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. You're the best hype man ever. Am, yeah. <laughs> hype woman. Hype woman. Um, um, should we talk about uh, how many crappy gigs of mine you've been to? Oh my God. But all, I love them. I mean, when we met, you were you were a musician as in you gigged. And yeah, that was kind of it. You were part-time gigging and part-time doing odd jobs that you hated. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of how we all lived together as housemates back in the day. Yeah. And you were so talented, but it's obviously just tough to to get your break. And you used to work in loads of pubs and then gig in the pubs. I always thought, I just loved going to your gigs, but we were like baby early 20-somethings. And you just, when you have the future ahead of you, I always thought you were going to make it big. I haven't yet, so there's still time. No, yeah, you're crap. No one's heard of you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep me humble. Um, yeah, you used to come to the volley. So the Royal Navy Volunteer was the the place where I did the four-hour cover gigs. I think I talk about it quite a lot, but I'm not sure how many people believe me that I did that. Like Four hours. At the time, I was like, cool. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. How many no. songs did you play in four hours? Well, then? it was from 9 p.m. till 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I used to used to come back from work and then I'd go out on a Friday night. Like, you'd sometimes be like, are you doing anything this Friday night? I'd be like, I'm gigging. I mean, I loved every second of it, but I'd be like, can you come to my gig? And, you know, trying to, And like, you used to play friends. New Year's. Like, you really had New to Year's give Eve. up quite a lot of social stuff for your gigs. I gave up quite a lot of social stuff. But then I kind of, like, made it social, like, on Halloween that time when you... Yeah, I face-painted you. Yeah, you face-painted me. And I was there with... Uh, I was what there with Jack Skull. and Jake, wasn't I? We did a full band mm. cover gig. One Halloween. Must be, like, 2014? 15, 14, yeah. 2015. Um, you put a, a sugar skull on my face and then... Um, I did this four hour cover set and I'd have to go uh, like in each of the little breaks, I'd go and check my makeup, but I'd also forget halfway through each set that I had this makeup on. And I was there like, sometimes I'd throw in some original songs and I'd try and make people feel things. Or like if I was really digging a cover, I'd be like singing to people or like finding attractive people in the room and being like, oh my God, I can't believe I just admitted to that. So you'd but find like, attractive people in the room and then, then make eye contact them. and sing at them. <laughs> yes. Wow. Did that ever work? No. <laughs> what a surprise. I never met anyone that way. Although actually, <laughs> you shocked I got, me, Mary. I got someone's, someone gave me their number once, but like they didn't ever show it was them. So like they, 
I, w- I really wish this had happened more because I did loads of those gigs, but like someone gave me their number, but they didn't hand it to me directly. It like came via one of the bartenders. So I never saw them. So like, how are you meant to just like text someone when you don't know what they look no, like? That's creepy. I didn't even know their name. Yeah. No, that's so weird. You can't do that. Super give, weird. Also just don't, don't give it via a bartender. Just give it yourself. I know. Have some confidence. Because some also will all be polite and be like, thank you. I'll never text you. But you know, no one would be rude to your face and be like, oh no. <laughs> I guess some people would be rude to your face. Well, we wouldn't. I feel nice. like if we're I nice. tried to we're well brought up, up my face. girls i mean yes we're very polite um <laughs> how uh, many times have we sworn in this <laughs> many um but uh what was i gonna i was gonna i've lost my train of thought already but those mm, four hour cover gigs, gigs you would come and you would bring friends and yeah that halloween one was definitely a highlight that was really really fun that's the one i think of actually when i think of you gigging that and then um did you ever come to a New Year's Eve cover? No, maybe not. You were always away. I think I always had better things to do on New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And you saw me plenty of times. But you were at my first ever headline sold out show at the Louisiana. That was so great. That was, that was so the one fun. where everyone thought I was your sister as well, which always makes me really pleased. We do get that a lot, actually. One of the Instagram pictures I just posted today got... Are you guys it literally it makes me so happy when people say that I see it as a total compliment as well because I'm like do you think we do look similar I guess we do we've got different eye colour different eye colour but we've both both got like same sort of like skin colouring brown hair oh my god that makes me really happy (laughs) (laughs) sister from another mister sister from another mister (laughs) 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 I really hope people are enjoying this I mean this is just two (laughs) I think you and I are enjoying it maybe too much well that's that's not a bad thing that's the only way to keep this podcast going is if I enjoy it. But like, what, um, what lesson have you learned? Now you're, you're, well, you're an editor of a magazine mm-hmm. and then you also do loads of freelance mm-hmm. stuff. For freelancers, whether it's a musician, whether it's being a writer, whatever, what is like your, what's the, what's the hardest lesson you've learned? Oh, the hardest lesson. I don't know if I have a, like a tough lesson, but I have things that, because of a decade of being a freelancer, I feel like I'm much more comfortable with, and it definitely goes for musicians as well as journalists or Mm -hmm. any kind of freelancer. I think one is that if you're getting, if you're putting feelers out there and getting rejected and it feels really hard, you have to remember that that's happening simultaneously to so to thousands, hundreds of thousands of freelancers at literally at the same time as you. And you can't take it personally. And you, you take, you do take it personally every single time, but if you Mm -hmm. can just roll on and go okay for every rejection I'll send out two more pitches you stop seeing the rejections as real and you just concentrate on when you get the work um also the longer you freelance the more people come to you and that's amazing because it means if you put in the hard work when you're a baby freelancer it will pay off and you will get people who just book you for work and it feels incredible when you get to that level and I think we and lots of our friends have all got to that point where we're all doing we're all you know making a living doing the things we love which is amazing and it was so tough when we were younger and it was really hard to even pay rent, you know, back in the day. Really, really hard. So it's just so lovely to feel like that. Um, so I think that you've just got to remember, you've just got to have that kind of inner belief and you've got to just keep going because it's so hard when you're alone. I think another thing is to keep busy and get out of the house and see friends or work with other freelancers or get a hot desking space and just don't sit alone in your pyjamas on your laptop because I've done that for far too long and it's not as productive um so like switch up your days do different things go out for a meeting work in a cafe work with your friends I think that's really really helpful having a bit of moral support um and also just remember the perks because for me being a freelancer freelance journalists you probably earn less than you do if you're on a magazine team Mm -hmm. and you do have to hustle hard and you have to always kind of have that thing of worrying where the next job is coming from 
where the next pay, you know, where how you're making your own paycheck essentially. And it's quite easy to forget the benefits and the benefits are amazing because you are literally, you're so free, you know, you're the free and freelance. You can do whatever you want. You can fit your days around the things you love, like working out or seeing friends. It's, it's so flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's just so nice not working for the man. And it's really hard to forget that in the fog of feeling so busy and searching for work. So just try really hard to enjoy it as well as cracking on with the next thing, because it's so there's so many pluses to being freelance it's it's the way to be if you can make it work oh that was a lot that was a lot and that was like (laughs) incredible advice because even for me selfishly because I think what I've found is that discipline equals freedom like that's definitely a quote I've stolen oh I love that oh okay I'm gonna say you said Um, it I've I've stolen it from um uh what's his name Jocko um oh he's an amazing marine oh my god never mind anyway so he he's got a podcast himself but he's also like this amazing writer um ex-marine guy but he says discipline equals freedom and it's so true like I'm trying to figure out but the only way you can be disciplined is if you know how best you work Mm. so I'm terrible in the morning so I know I need to get to emails in the morning because like I or I have to do something creative in the morning then go and work out, then have lunch, then have, I actually have a few hours of chill time then where I might just play guitar and then I work all evening. But what I'm trying to do- You work a lot in the evenings. I I always have. Um, It's also quiet time. Like there's no like building work going Mm. on in my, in my flat or like, um, it's also better for filming because if, if, if it's dark outside, the room just looks better. I don't have like a crazy high tech studio. So like (laughs) I have to like worry about what's going on behind the curtains but um so that the filming's consistent but um but I figuring that out and then realizing like I can worry the whole time Mm -hmm. so I have to like just give myself a weekend or give myself a day off where I'm like okay today you're just not going to do anything like don't worry so healthy but that's taken me when did I go freelance? I went freelance in 2013, but then I had to go and get proper jobs every so often because I never really cracked it. There's no shame in that. Supplement freelance yeah. with bits of work. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and really only the last six months has been the first pure freelance six months that I've ever had. Yeah, it's hard. And, and that's through so much support from, you know, the people who actually uh, watch my videos and, mm. and listen to my music. But um, yeah, that sort of thing drives you. Like how much interaction do you get from your audience? I get quite a lot increasingly a lot from Instagram yeah. I never you know you, you you work out the platform that does give you that so I do my blog and my Instagram are the things I really love um, and my Instagram is such a great way to just chat to people and give advice get advice so I really love that community um, I love Instagram I'm not such a big fan if I'm honest of Facebook and Twitter I kind of do them to share things but Instagram is where I feel like it's just a really nice conversation and beautiful images. Um, and then I do my blog, which is meant to be more of like an information platform. So yeah, I get a lot of feedback and I've had some lovely feedback from my book, which I have to say is is the most you know heartwarming kind of, oh, now I know I do this thing where you get a bit of feedback on something you've done. Because I think it's really easy in both our industries to take the um, negative comments to heart and forget about all the positive ones. Why do we oh, do that yeah. as human beings? I don't know. But anyway, but when you do get the lovely ones, you've got to really hold on to them because they're really special. And it's, oh, it's just lovely when you hear stuff like that. So what I prefer is not like just the, oh, you're amazing. You're doing great. It's the people who share their stories yeah. about like either finding your stuff or like, or what they've learned from just not feeling alone in a subject, especially when it comes to uh, entering into these fields that's so uh, sometimes overwhelming and a bit scary, 
just realizing like everyone has their, uh, I like to say this quite a lot, but everyone has their first guitar story. Like when yeah. they first saw a guitar, when they first heard a guitar Aww. or when they That'd first a bought a, a guitar. I, I actually, do you know what? That's a great idea for a book or at least a chapter in a book. It'd be adorable. My first guitar, just sharing stories of people's first guitars. Oh my God. Sean has just told me to write a book and she's also telling me that we need to wrap this up because we need to go and eat some supper. What time is it? Um, it is half eight. Okay. Well, we can get going for a bit. Have you got any more burning things you want to talk about? I think I just kind of want to, uh, just in terms of how... I want to talk about when I first met you. Can we talk about that? Oh God. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. I was going weird. off to gig. Yeah. I was going off to why, a four That's why gig. I want to talk about it. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I first met Mary when I moved into a flat with her and two other people and I found them all on Gumtree. Was it Gumtree or was it Oh, no, it was... um, Spare Room. Spare Room. And the only reason I'd even gone on Spare Room was I was like, oh God, I need to find... I need to move out. I need to find somewhere new to live. And I'd never lived with people who weren't my friends before and I was quite intimidated. It's quite another example of like, oh, first step is just horrible. You're like quite freaked out by it. Mm -hmm. And I went on Spare Room and the only ad that I even really saw was your ad. And it kind of talked about all of you and how you were these fun, creative, just like... You just you just seem like well, so much fun. I wanted to be your Jake friends. Wright, uh, our friend Jake Bright wrote it, wrote the advert. It was hilarious. He is somewhat of a, he's a funny guy and he's a really, he's a, he's like a secretly talented writer as well. Like he sold that flat to you in that, in, oh, that, yeah. in that advert. And also, I don't know if you know this, but there oh, was God. a link to your something page, music page. What? And I watched a video of you playing guitar. And I was like, what? she's so fit. She's quite intimidating. She's amazing at guitar <laughs> and singing. And what? so I, I was a bit like, oh, I knew who you were. Yeah. You had long, long hair and you were sitting on a wall. Do you remember that video? You're sitting on a wall in, um, I think it's, what's that square called? Do you know the one I mean? Uh, was it, was it in, um, we can work this out later, but it was, <laughs> you'll, uh, well, you'll figure out the video I mean. Anyway, was it with the uh, in the um, nice little archway? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't sat. I was. I was like stood. I was playing um, Melancholy Parade. I think. I can't remember. I just was like, ooh, intimidating. And then I moved. I came and met you all, mm-hmm. and you had long, long, long hair, and you were wearing a leather jacket, and you Nothing's had your nose ring in. You've got short Nothing's hair now. Changed. I've got shorter hair, but and, the nose um, ring and the leather jacket. You were kind of like high up. The boys were really friendly, and you were like, "Hi, I'm Mary. I'm just going off to play guitar." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I remember being like, "I wasn't unfriendly." No, though. you were friendly, but you were a bit. You were. You were cool. I was cool. You were cool. No one's ever said that about me. You were only cool that day. I've never thought you were cool <laughs> ever again. All right. All so right. so I was a bit like, oh, I think the, the guys are my mates now and they'll, they'll want me to be their new housemate. But I was like, I hope Mary liked me because I'm not sure if she did. And then, of course, you got, I think you were a bit like, yeah, whatever, just move her in. I don't care. So then I moved in. And then literally a day later, we were best mates. Like, it literally took one evening. Yeah, like the evening you moved in, we just had that conversation on the rooftop. Yeah. That I talk also, about. also, like, yeah. the thing about that flat was, that flat was horrible like it was moldy and cheap and not very nice but it was also like it was like we lived in a parisian like what do you call them garrett, like a garrett. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was literally that's the second verse that's the second verse of, of primrose, primrose yeah. up in my garret sitting on the, rooftop. On the roof yeah yeah, yeah. um we spent and the so only reason i even lived there. there was because of you guys like i didn't care that it was a crappy flat because i just wanted to live with you, these amazing people mm-hmm. and it was just so great yeah it was so fun it was so fun like the amount of red wine that was drunk oh like Tell them and about the wine you used to buy. We used to, we used to buy. If you ever think Mary is like, I don't know, a classy lady. Definitely not. Remember this. <laughs> uh, I think Jake Bright found this actually, so I'm going to blame it all on him. But there was like a five pound bottle of wine, uh, Australian red. 
was but it was Australian red. It was three for ten pounds. That no, was it wasn't. the di- yeah. It was ten pounds for three bottles. I kid was you not. It? Yeah, that's why we used to buy it. Five pounds for a bottle of red isn't that cheap, but three for ten is cheap. It was three for ten. That's why we'd always go and get three bottles of red wine, that, Mary. Oh my god, that explains the hangovers as well. <laughs> like I just thought it was like one by one. Yeah, we used to sit and we had this really tiny little attic sitting room. But we just sit on the roof instead, which is so dangerous. When it, when it was, it was like, completely um, open to the elements, you could have just fallen off in a second. I'm surprised no one died. We dropped a few wine glasses off the top. I think. Many wine glasses. God, we were such alcoholics. Stop. Or oh, just early twenties. I think I we're think it was too, early twenties. We're too far in this podcast for anyone to not. I know. <laughs> know that now. If, if you've gotten this far, um, actually, do you know what? I try and uh, we need to come up with something funny for people to write in the comments. Like, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, this is this is the thing. Oh my god, I've actually forgotten this in the most recent podcast. Um, so I want you, if you have got this far, you need to write. Mary's an alcoholic. No, don't <laughs> write that. Do not write that because people will not understand that that's not true. Uh, so I want you to write, uh, um, I love the girl outdoors. Oh, cheesy. Cheesy. How about, uh, I love rooftop wine. I love rooftop wine. All right. Okay. Well, you can you can pick and choose whatever. I'll still know that you've listened this far. You poor things. I know. Sorry. All right. Should we go and have some dinner? Yeah. Did we have like a moral of the story, or like did we learn anything from this? Uh, oh, I know. I Let's think do. Anyone I'm going to do something anything. I've learned from you, and then okay. you have to do something you've learned from me oh, in, in okay. our friendship. Oh God. Okay. Um, I have learned from Mary that uh, a work you need to work hard to get what you want, and if you know that you want to succeed in a certain field wanting it and kind of tentatively putting yourself out there at the beginning is fine but once you've you've decided that's what you love you have to work really bloody hard and the thing that no one I think you you probably can tell with Mary but I don't know if it's that obvious is that she works so hard she works long long days to to produce the great content she produces and she makes it look easy but if it looks easy it probably wasn't there's probably been hours and hours of hard work of sitting alone and working hard and I always remember that if I'm like oh why isn't this just simple how's this other person doing this better than me I'm like no think what Mary would do Mary would just work really really hard until she got there thanks pal no worries oh my god you make me sound all right only on that bit I hate yeah, you the yeah. rest of the time <laughs> Okay, I I think I'm going to say something that uh, similar to what I said at my uh, at your um, your book launch. I did a little speech. Um, when was that? 2017, mm-hmm. April 2017. Uh, 2018. 2018. It was last year. It was last April. It was only last April. Yeah, I think so. God, so much has changed, but uh, it's amazing that that's out in the world. If you run into your like local bookstore, go and see if the girl outdoors is there, because like there are some embarrassing pictures of me in there too. There's normally like a those. single copy in Waterstones. <laughs> Hey, go buy it, please. Uh, uh, an old uh, a friend of mine in Chicago found it. That so was cool. That was that was, that was real. Cool. That made my day. That made my day too. Um, okay, so what did I learn from you? I learned, and it's something I practice every day. Is like the art of consistency. Like you don't have to, you don't have to go hard that you burn yourself out every day. It's like just especially when it comes to exercise. Like make sure you enjoy it. And incorporate your friends into your life as well. Like whatever you're trying to be good at, make sure you build a community around it. And that's one of like, that's a, it's a real talent to be able to have a community around you. And you've always done that. Like you've always been very, very uh, conscientious of, of your friends Aww. and how they feel. And like every time we've gone cycling, every time we've gone running, every time we've gone climbing or like an outdoors adventure, you've always checked in and you've always been like, how are you doing? Are you all right? 
like and and that sort of thing and then the consistency thing just it just means that after a while after a year of being consistent at something like doing even half an hour of exercise a day is better than doing like five hours five hours one week you know in one go which I used to do because like road cycling that's what I used to do and I wouldn't do anything for the rest of the week because I'd be too tired but now it's just like just chip away at something and this applies to my work ethic too like I don't burn myself out anymore I used to I used to work a bit too hard at probably the wrong things but now it's just like make sure you can keep this up every day and Mm -hmm. and, yeah and that that's um amen amen (laughs) let's go and have some dinner thanks for listening um send us the secret comment thing and go and follow Sean on everything. I'll tag her in the, in the liner notes, whatever the podcast is. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.